Reading. Reading. Okay. Ta-da. The Voice. River Radio. Of the Thames Valley. And a very happy Wednesday to you. You are listening to River Radio. Of course you are. We are at that lovely time of day, commonly known as Your Life, Your Way, the show that is all about you. You're with me, I'm Deborah Fielding, and I'm with you every Wednesday morning, every Wednesday morning between 10 and 11. A big thank you to Tara for her new look show this morning. And thank you, as always, to McFly, who open our show with All About You, because that song is telling you what this show is all about, and that's you. It is all about you and sharing our life stories and events uh, that we can listen to and learn from. We connect through our stories and we get to do that all over again this morning. Dancing on the kitchen tiles, it's all about you, yeah. So what's on the show today? Well, we will kick off in a mo with the glory of the story. This is an amazing guest slot where we hear a story from our guests that will be both true and owned by them, which means it isn't anybody else's story but theirs. I've really loved all our stories so far. I wonder if you have, and I'd love you to tell me. So drop us a line at deborah at river.radio. I'm always astonished by people and what they've been through. I mean, just walking around the streets in silence with a huge piece of life seeping through their souls that we know nothing about. And today we have a very familiar voice to River Radio with a story to unravel. Now, there's also What's in a Word, where we love to get a firm grip on life because we know life can be an outrage and we're trying to make sense of it one word at a time. We've had some beautiful messages about this part of the show and I'm always looking forward to hearing from you and today's no different. That email address again is Deborah, D-B-O-R-A-H, at river.radio. So message in any time and especially in the last section of my show which is Q&A your way. It's the bit where you drop me a line with any questions and I attempt to answer them for you. Uh, all the questions remain confidential of course. And on top of all that we've got some great music so let's get going. So here we go, the glory of the story. And we've got a great guest lined up for you right now, never fear. Um, so the theme really this week, we can't always be happy, even though we are trying to choose a name for that in every moment. But we can choose to show ourselves kindness when we feel sadness. I feel that as we take on life, especially as you hit middle age and beyond, for some people there's a sense of regret for things not achieved. Um, for others, there's a longing of times gone by and for many, a sense of wonder at whatever comes next. So when we hit our 50s and onwards, there's been one or more of these things like emptiness or chronic illness, um, divorce, menopause if you're a woman, uh, caring for parents, loss of some kind or another. 
You've certainly had life come at you in some way by then. But my next guest decided to hang all of that as she cruised into a new phase of her life. Uh, This lady is from the Cookham area and this week we are going to literally take on grabbing your life by the scruff of the neck with River Radio's very own Mrs Turning Pages herself, Heather Adams. Good Good morning. Good morning. What a great great writer. (laughs) I know. Come back, Deborah. Stop it. Um, Well, before we hear about your story, Heather, um, just tell us a little bit about you and and who Heather Adams is. Oh, gosh. Right. Well, obviously very complicated. Um, I've had a lovely life. So I've got to say that I've... um, Oh, well, people my age got the golden ticket, I think, when we were born. We've had uh, education free of charge. We've had Uh um, certainly living in Britain has uh, given us lots of opportunities. We were able to buy our houses when they were affordable and sell them when they were slightly more expensive for for profit. Um, So I think we have had a pretty charmed life. And um, I've been, well, I've been an author, I've been a bookseller, I've been an a-, a literary agent. Good Lord, she's I, been everything. I, uh, so that's why I'm passionate about books. Yes. So that's why I do Turning Pages, which is uh, the show that comes up Straight after yours. After this. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm even going to give you a chance to plug that later on. Oh, I well, mean, I will do as well. We're right, <laughs> no, you're right here and involved this morning. But books have always been an important part of my life. Yeah. And so has learning, I think, that right throughout our lives the one big joy is to is realizing that you don't know anything at all and information is out there and it's so fa- everything is so fascinating it is so you've got a little story to tell us i have yeah shall we just delve into okay that let's go so i'm asking the question one of the problems with chasing your dream is the question whether you'll actually be good enough for your dream good question i know so at school history was always one of my favorite subjects and it was something that i was quite good at um and i planned to do it at university And then I didn't do as well as I imagined in my history A-level. So I didn't. And life took me on a different path, which was equally amazing. Which it often does, right? Absolutely. And I don't regret for an instant any of that other life I did. Brilliant, brilliant things. But it was always in the back of my mind that I'd love to go back to university one day and follow that dream of doing a history degree. So when I started having the ability to uh, work flexibly... and I had a bit more time on my hands um, because of commitments were reducing. I started doing these amazing 10-week courses on offer in Oxford um, where you, you do the 10 weeks and you learn about something. And then you have the idea, the opportunity of writing an essay. And I thought, well, let's see if I can write an essay. Oh. So I did these essays and you'd get the feedback. And I was okay. I was, you know, not so brilliant. Did, are these 10-week okay. courses on many subjects? Oh, you can do absolutely oh amazing. Oh, my gosh, so I any love anybody from this area and a short sharp burst too yeah so, so you're you really can, learning so you can do astrophysics oh. you can do you know learning how to do a website you can languages. do languages absolutely languages oh. and or english and, and i was doing history and i did things like um, learning about uh, medieval books for example was it was a huge uh, one so i did loads of different courses and my husband did loads of books uh, uh sorry loads of courses on the roman on the romans okay. and 
he's written a, a book. Um, I didn't expect you to come in this morning and me to be kind of having the touch paper lit for some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, it's such a brilliant thing. Yeah, and it you is. Can, I love You can that. just go and enjoy the courses. Yeah, yeah. Or you can go, enjoy the courses, and then write an essay about it. Very so there's nice. no compulsion. So I did the essay just to see if I could write essays. And I was fine. I enjoyed yes. that intellectual of sort course. of research. Yeah. So when I was there, you could see all these leaflets sort of encouraging you to do certificates or diplomas or degrees. So I went on an open day and I got chatting to one of the students. And basically, she said, everybody uh, who does these sort of master's courses uh, has imposter imposter syndrome right yeah I would suggest you just go and um don't feel you can't do it just go for it and apply because there's no harm in applying that's amazing I I think it's also amazing how your brain just hijacks you it's any Ah. opportunity to just kind of take you out really and tell you you're not good enough yeah absolutely and that is true you do think oh no how can I ever be good enough to do this because I you know I I did a business studies degree yeah right which is so far away from history so it wasn't a humanities degree at all so you're going into a completely new arena for you absolutely yeah yeah. Yeah. and so which is super brave I love that and I haven't been you know I haven't been to school for so you did hang it all Heather you just went for it of course I did (laughs) It, it took up courage to, to write my application for, yeah. but I did it. And you have to write essays. You then have a have, a, have an interview. So you have to. I had to take um, an item, and then I had to talk about that item in, okay. its, in, in its historical context. Okay. So uh, I think that's insane, and I, I'm a big believer that sometimes we just look at such a massive picture that we don't start. Um, yes. I think Buddha said there's two big things in life uh, that. Uh, um, kind of, I'm really badly paraphrasing now, but um, the two big things are not starting and not finishing. Yes. Um, you know, so you, you stop yourself from starting something because you can see it's too big. And I'm a big believer in just taking the next step and the next step and the next step. And if you get to a step you don't like, you just say, no, thank you. That's true. Yeah. But sometimes you have to push through those you steps do. as well. You do. And sometimes you just kind of get there and think, okay, I can do that. I'm not going to be comfortable doing it, but I can do it. Yeah. And off you go. But if you look at the whole thing, you could put yourself off before you started. Yeah. I think you that first step is so important. It is. But also it's the most exciting step, actually. <laughs> it was so nice to feel alive, to do something oh gosh, that I felt dangerous. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I mean, this wasn't dangerous at all. It was just writing a letter and sending it. But that feels dangerous well, you're it doing is it. dangerous to your comfort zones because yes. I just have this thing that you you kind of put a little comfort blanket around your shoulders you've got your usual habits in your life and away you go and the minute something steps in like taking on a degree course it's like everything in your body goes whoa what's happening now you know and you have to just work with that and um calm yourself down effectively yeah. I did um I did calm myself down because I did look at all the options and I decided I wouldn't do a degree course oh. because <laughs> a degree course uh you have to have exams and I decided I'd go for my master's because master's you only have to do a written paper okay. so actually you'd argue that a master's okay. is higher yes, yes. than uh, and then a degree yeah. but because I had a degree I was able to do a master's okay. but it means I didn't have to do an exam so I felt far more comfortable with right. that <laughs> right so um you got onto the place obviously and where was this at Oxford University. <laughs> I just wanted you to say Yeah, that. <laughs> thank you very much. I did decide, I mean, what an ego. I did decide that if I was going to do this, I might as well aim high. 
I, I totally agree if you're going for it just dive straight into the best place you can I get know. I'm very proud of it so when I go to yeah. museums now they often give you student discounts and I'll say can I show you my student card <laughs> yeah everybody <laughs> and, the, and the lady goes the lady behind the desk the other day said you don't need to but I can see you want to yeah so. absolutely <laughs> Please right do. and do you mind if I show everybody sitting down having their meal as well <laughs> exactly In fact, I've got it here for you now <laughs> Fantastic. And so when was this, Heather? So I'm just about finishing it. So unfortunately, I started, it was a two-year part-time course, so I paced myself. I didn't want to sort of do it full on. And I started not last year, but the year before. So that was 2019. And that did mean, of course, my first year at Oxford was in in lockdown, lockdown. which was such a shame, but that was okay. I'm now doing in my second year. Yeah. And uh, I have just my dissertation to write. So I'm busy doing that at the moment. Lovely. And have you met some good people? Oh, some amazing. I mean, You've met a diverse set of people as well, really. Yeah, I think Oxford University is quite diverse. So, of course, you meet the the students who are there all the time. But our cohort, we call it a cohort, so our little group, we've only managed to, well, we've managed officially to meet together just the once because it's a part-time course and all our other seminars and things were during lockdown. So we did that via zoom which was a bit of a disappointment but then we went to oxford in october and that was brilliant and then we decided it was so good that we'd create our own um sort of residency and we all came over from all over you know from sri lanka from america all over the place to come together in oxford in uh, in february this year so we've done it twice fantastic it's really it's really lovely and oh uh, here's just the holy grail of questions do you think once you've um got your master's do, have you got any inkling or yearning to do another one? Oh, do you know yes I, I do, I do. <laughs> I and, and listen, the big question is, do I want to do a PhD, a DPhil? Right. And and then and then I'd be Dr. Adam. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, so I quite like that idea. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, oh, not the problem, the thing with the doing a PhD is you've got to have one subject which you really delve, delve down very, very specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering whether I'm more a generalist. Okay. So I might do another master's because I've had such good fun or I might do a PhD because I'm quite keen on the topic I'm doing at the moment so there might be more to come that's incredible so you've just decided to hang all this going through middle-aged nonsense and just get on with it and oh I'm down down with the (laughs) cool guys partying in Oxford yes absolutely well I think that's a great opportunity to play some music and um, I've got a bit of instruction for you now um I want you to get your shoulders moving to this. I cannot listen to this song without really going for it. So, you know, just get those shoulders moving, get them swinging around and you can do both shoulders or alternate. You know, it's really up to you, but you have definitely got to get your shimmy on.
love that for a bit of rhythm through your bones that was basement jacks and do your thing and boy we are doing our thing on this radio program um listening to heather adams my guest um hope you got your shimmy on during that as an ex-professional dancer i tell you um i can't sit still my shoulders go the whole works it's a great song um, so welcome back to Your Life, Your Way uh, with me, Deborah Fielding. And someone very much doing her own thing is my lovely guest, Heather Adams. She's River Radio's Turning Pages herself. Um, and I'll let her do a plug for a show in a little while. Um, it's worth a mention here that while I could fill all the weeks with people close to me very, very easily, I know there are so many more stories out there waiting to be told. Now, if you have a story that you would like to share and come and sit in the seat opposite me and um, talk talk away and tell everything that you've been through um why not message in to deborah at river.radio and it's deborah the long version d-e-b-o-r-a-h at river.radio go on be brave you know you want to now heather i know this uh, can be a bit of a topic for most women and it's paying off um for men to listen to oh yes for men to listen to as well um but I just wanted to bring in a little bit about menopause because that's certainly not held you back. Um, but keep in mind, Heather, that yes. I've got a shoe in one hand <laughs> after what you told me a minute ago, which was... <laughs> which was what? Well, <laughs> I, was, I was just saying that as every, every cough isn't necessarily lung cancer, every 50-year-old woman isn't necessarily a raging lunatic in need of HRT. No, and you just said to me that you breezed through it. <laughs> I did breeze. I did breeze through it. In fact, I didn't realise I was going through it. And I think that might have been because I was living in Delhi in 45 degree heat. So possibly a, a hot flush might just be walking out of the Absolutely front door. Absolutely <laughs> right. OK, I get you. Uh, but from being little, I've seen my elders huffing and puffing and hot sweating everywhere. Um, obviously, I didn't have much interest as a youngster. Uh, but I had decided from a very young age that I was going to glide through my menopause. Um, but I hadn't banked on a cancer diagnosis. And when you've been diagnosed and you have chemo, um, chemotherapy and it doesn't matter what age you are will take you bang into the middle of your menopause right uh, so my introduction to menopause was at something like 20 past two well it wasn't something it was 20 past two in the morning mm. I felt like somebody had put a torch um, and lit my feet up and <clears throat> with fire and it was traveling right up my body wow. and I actually thought if I'm being honest with you that I was dying it was so intense and Gosh. so awful yeah um and I just had to keep taking deep breaths and thinking, are you okay? Are you okay? Yes, I am. And there it was, my first hot sweat. And I really had nothing at all. I was 53 when I was diagnosed yeah. and I hadn't felt a thing. I was I was happily breezing through as well. Uh, but yeah, that all changed. Um, and so, you know, you just deal with it and get on with it. But it's it's a hard time for women, I think. Um and I, th I think it's an extra burden that sits on your shoulders. Yeah. Um, when you're trying to go for things like a degree or a master's or a whatever it is you choose to do, um, with that as well, it's just hard enough for some women uh, to hold down a normal everyday job or hold the house together. Yeah, I think so. I, but I also think we need to put it in proportion. I don't think we ought to be giving a message to our youngsters that middle age is something to be frightened of. I agree. Um, and I think... HRT and the other um, 
other things that are out there to help people um, are really important if they're required. But I don't think just going through middle age is anything to be frightened of. And I think that we need to be educated about it. I agree. But not be frightened about it. I agree. I just um, think if you can prepare yourself, I don't know where I got this notion that I was going to uh, glide through. Um but I think if you just prepare yourself mentally, that definitely helps you and to be informed and to be able to communicate about it. Um, it was such a taboo topic. Yes. Uh, whereas now, you know, I talk to my son about it all the time. My daughter knows. Um, it was a bit of a hush-hush. And it hush-hush right until just a couple of years ago. Really? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got to say, Davina McCall's done a lot to change yes. that on um, yeah. on TV with her programmes. Um, and we are happy to discuss it more in the workplace as well, which is yeah. really important. Do you know, I'd like to recommend a book. But it's not a book about menopause at all. Yeah. So this is a bit left field. Yeah. But it's called Invisible Women. Okay. Uh, have you heard of it by Caroline Criado Perez? No, I haven't. It is absolutely amazing. And any women anybody out there ought to buy a copy of this book the full title is invisible women exposing data bias in a world designed by men and basically it looks at how our world has been focused on the average person being the average male so medical school has got lots about the male right. body, yeah. but things like the menopause is like a woman's problem. Yeah, and if you if you look at sort of the pregnancy issues that have been happening in hospitals recently, it's because we haven't prioritising women's bodies in the same ways we prioritise men's bodies. No, um, that fascinates me really because oh, there's brilliant. a lot of medical female medical people out there, researchers, doctors, professors, the, you name it. And we're so in the dark ages about this. Yes. Um, it just strikes me as being a bit of an odd situation, really. And I think that's going to change quite quickly. I'm me hoping too. it's going me to change too. quite quickly. It needs um, to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I can for sure say, um, going through brain fog and and the hot flushes and all of that. It's not a party, it really isn't. Uh, but I have definitely noticed in myself, um, mm. and most women don't really want to hear this, is that I, I'm not a big drinker, um, and so I don't drink. Um, but when I've had a drink, immediately I'm off with a hot sweat. Um, sugar, if I'm going to have sugar, that sends me into a free fall. Right. Um, so if you can cut those out of your diet and certain things that ma- that trigger you and you have to find that out for yourself because uh, we're all so different um but most women don't want to be told not to drink or or have that bar of chocolate that's actually going to keep them comfort give them comfort while they're having such a rotten time nobody really wants to hear that so do you think menopause is nature's way of, of telling women just to calm down and reduce their food intake well it's nature's way of something for sure and i think we've given birth to children and um done a lot of things that men haven't had to do and so it's time for us to put a pause on our lives and reevaluate where we're going physically mentally and everything and when you come to say when you come to a certain age this is an exciting time of life like you've said earlier yeah and um i think you know a reevaluation is a good thing I used to hear, did you? You must have heard this. Your elders in the in the old days saying, "Oh, I can't eat like I used to do." Um, my family were very northern, so I put the extra northern accent on there for you. <laughs> but That's um, not alluding to my northernness, then. <laughs> no, you don't sound northern at all there. Um, 
But anyway, they, they would have said, I can't eat like that anymore and this, that, and the other. So your body definitely it changes. It definitely changes, yeah. And we do need to eat less. Everybody needs to eat less as we grow older because yes. our bodies don't need as much. No. Which is such a shame. <laughs> it is. It's a time when you can really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there we have it. Yeah. So, Although saying that, when I look back now on my life, I think when I was younger, all those worries about, you know, what I eat or what I look like. I just think what a waste of time that was. Oh, I couldn't agree more. So I think being our age, so I'm going to say still very young, um, is just the freedom and a delight that actually we don't have to please anybody anymore. No, um, I agree. We can just be comfortable in ourselves. It's just magnificent. And I wouldn't trade that, actually. No, I just absolutely wouldn't. not. Um, I mean, you've literally hung it all and you have your programme here on River Radio. Yes. What brought you into that? I mean, that's another big stride. Oh, it is. Yes, well, absolutely. It's not for the faint-hearted, is it? Let's be be honest. No, it's rather bizarre, but I am passionate about books. And I just think that there are so many books, great books out there that are being published. And in our newspapers and our magazines, you don't really see them being covered. And as an author, it must be so dispiriting that you put your heart and soul into writing an amazing book and then it just sort of slips away and it's only such a tiny percentage of authors yeah. that that get that magic ticket and become huge bestsellers, like J.K. Rowling, for example. And then she's bestseller for decades. And you just think that's so unfair for all the new people coming in. And I'm so I'm passionate about books and I met Sam... Uh, and Sam, our gorgeous Sam, uh, who runs the radio station, he was telling me about his project. And I just said to him that I'd love to do a book programme. <laughs> Which is a bit bizarre. It was really left field. I don't know where it left came your from. mouth before you could check it. It did. <laughs> it did. And I said, this is what I wanted. And I had a really clear idea of what I wanted to do. Because I think... It's really interesting when I tell people I do a book programme, often the first thing they say to me is, oh, but I don't read books. And I think we, it doesn't have to be books, but we read all the time. That's how we get information. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to Tara and Sam earlier on this morning and they were talking about how editing can happen in, in the Twitter sphere and everything. And I think we tend just to accept things at face value and I think books allow us to just delve down deeper they do they, are, they are afford you a little bit more time to process information I think books you know like uh, I've got an hour to put across what I want to put across yes uh, but when you're reading a book you know if you come to a piece that really grabs you you can just close the book and just live with that for a little while and let it seep into your body and um, you don't have that luxury when you're listening on the fly all the time no and and books you can time travel with books you can go to different destinations you can be different people it's just the most amazing way of exploring the world and it's all available um literally for free if you look um yeah, on the amazing. on google at any of our classics um or you know very reasonable prices so, i mean a cup of tea is what three pounds in the shop and you could easily get uh a book for 
you know two cups of tea yeah and yeah. it's then a delight for life inform you and yeah and entertain you, you all of that yeah. and make you laugh make you cry yeah. and be your best friend I mean, as a forever child, oh my gosh I used to love going to the library it was my yes. favorite thing to do with my library card and, and you'd come home with that oh six my books, days I used to read three at a time this is what used to be I used to have an upstairs book a downstairs oh, yes. book and a book I took out with me I mean I just remember that so clearly yes. it was precious um no, no, no. sorry it's okay um i just want you to tell us we're just going to play some music yeah. uh, you chose a song i'm i don't know that i should be embarrassed that i'd never heard of it oh, yes you should <laughs> yes you should <laughs> uh, but go ahead and introduce it for us well it's david the great david barry and i've chosen cooks um which was i don't know when it was it's quite an early one and i um the person I married to was I used to go out when I was 17 oh I and, love that <laughs> and this has a line that says when the homework gets you down just throw it on the fire and take the town the, t- oh, the car downtown gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> that used to be my my phrase <laughs> very sweet well let's get stuck into that now If you stay in a lover's story If you stay, you won't be sorry Cause we believe in you Soon you'll grow So take a chance With a couple of cooks Hung up on romancing Will you stay in a lover's story If you stay, you won't be sorry Cause we believe in you Soon you'll grow, so take a chance with a couple of cooks. I'm up on romancing. We bought a lot of things to keep you warm and dry, and a funny old crib on which the paint won't dry. I bought you a pair of shoes, a trumpet you can blow. And a book of rules What to say to people when they pick on you Cause if you stay with us You're gonna be pretty cooking too Will you stay in a lover's story? If you stay, you won't be sorry Cause we believe in you Soon you'll grow So take a chance With a couple of cooks I'm up on romancing To go to school Remember how they messed up This old fool Don't pick fights with the bullies Or the cats Cause I'm not much cop at punching other people's dads And if the homework brings you down Then we'll throw it on the fire And take the car downtown Will you stay In my lover's story If you stay You won't be sorry Cause we believe in So take a chance with a couple of cooks I'm up on romancing Will you stay in my lover's story? If you stay, you won't be sorry Cause we believe in you Soon you'll grow So take a chance The Voice 
of the Thames Valley. River Radio. I think I like it. You give one quick twitch and the thing is done. Hi, you are listening to Your Life, Your Way at River Radio with me, Deborah Fielding. I'm with our guest. Now, I have to confess, I can't do two H's together and I seem to be getting mixed up with this, wanting to call you Heather Adams. <laughs> but we are with our guest, Heather Adams, and we have been talking about grabbing life by the collar, especially as you go through your 50s onwards. Um, no time is ever too late, for sure. Now, I'm always being asked on social media um, and by people around and about how we can listen again to this show. So a little reminder, it is available on the Listen Again section. You just head over to the website, which is www.river.radio, and you can listen in the Listen Again section there. You can also sign up um, to get all of our news too, if you want. You can also listen to the podcast of the show on your usual platforms and that is available now too. Um, You just again search for River Radio, Your Life, Your Way and we're right there. Um, I had a friend from the States message during the week to see where she can find it. So we are going global, my friends. Now, coming up after my show, we have the lovely Heather and Julian with Turning Pages A double shift for you, Heather, um, which is a great time for you to tell me all about it. Great. Yes, it is a double shift indeed, but I don't mind because it's so (laughs) lovely being on the radio. I'm very grateful. (laughs) Uh, Yes, so we've got um, the Women's Prize for Fiction shortlist has just been announced. So we'll be talking about those books and uh, we'll also be looking at geography as a topic in books, which is quite interesting because I didn't think there were a lot of geography books around there. But of course, once you start delving deep, you realise that geography is inherent in things like history and politics. So uh, there's a lot out there and also fun. Uh, Julian's picked a really great book on that. Oh, lovely. So um, we'll have you directly after the show. That's 11 till 12. 11 till 12, yes. 11 till 12. Okay, and so moving through, this is the part of the show where we break down a word and chat about what it might mean for us all. So today's word, I thought I'd choose adventure. It's a word filled with promise and excitement. So let's dive in. Dive in to River Radio. Now, I wrote a very short post on um, adventure, and I wanted to read that out to you. So, adventure. Oh, boy, isn't it time you had one? Don't you deserve it? Can you make time to create one? Are you open to receiving one? Are you saying yes? So, asking yourself the right questions can take you a long way. Isn't that the truth? Like you don't deserve an adventure. And can you make or create one? It doesn't have to even be massive. I spend my days encouraging people to extend their reach and love for life. Um, And it's been great chatting to Heather this morning, who really embodies all of that. Uh, But creating adventures is something we don't always remember to do. But we really could make it a priority, I think, and, and take it seriously. Um, If you aren't a spontaneous person, why not plan some time in your diary or put it on your to-do list and go be an adventure in your own shoes, maybe. So drop me a line to tell me what adventure you would like. I've got a ton of them myself, but write in and share some of yours. And um, 
I'm just going to play um, a, a song now that I absolutely love. Um, I first fell in love with this when I was about eight years old, believe it or not. And it's the first time ever I saw your face. Um, I first heard it by Roberta Flack. Um, I can remember it in a Clint Eastwood film or something. It kind of grabbed my heart even then. But then I heard this version, which absolutely blew me away. It's by the Stereophonics and Jules Holland and his band. And I really think it's got to be in my top three of all time.
my days. I love that song so much and what a voice. Um, So we are here at River Radio with me, Deborah Fielding. And I love this part of the show, um, Q and A Your Way. Um, I'm going to kick off with a question I got in midway through the week. Um, Andy wrote in to say as he wants to throw back to last week. Yes, go on, Andy. He says he loves living with his above and below the line um, thing that I taught you last week. So I love that. Me too, Andy. Uh, I spoke last week about having a a metaphorical line that sits in front of you and sitting and living above the line is where the goodness is at. And the minute something or somebody drags you below, it's worth waiting for working very hard on yourself uh, to pull yourself back on top and sometimes that means saying no to things letting certain things go letting certain people go um, and it's worth everything to keep your mind in a good space so Andy's been really embracing that um, oh, and he says it t- he takes it everywhere with him metaphorically speaking and it has helped him while he is dating in particular wowza i mean i can see that that doing the trick um there's no mess in there andy but mr andy i hope that you are letting your date down kindly and not just telling them you drag me below the line and i'm off <laughs> um so yeah i can see that being a really good thing um yeah so we've got some um questions heather um I think it might be good for you to answer this here if you don't mind. Um, somebody, May's just messaged in. She said, can you just apply online? And what if you have no qualifications? Well, I would think if you have no qualifications at all, then I would get used to the idea of um, going to university and, and learning. So possibly a few short courses I would I would suggest to start off with. And there's loads of courses around the WEA do them um, and all universities all over the world, all over certainly Britain, will offer these short-term courses because continuing education is so important and universities... Uh, encourage that uh, but I would just start talking to people about it and there's loads of information online so yes certainly I did a lot of um, googling beforehand to find out what type of course I wanted yeah but I think if you don't know what you want to do then lots of sort of trying things out is probably a really good first step yeah especially when you've been out of the education system for so long um well, it can seem daunting. It can, and you've got to start to learn again in a different yeah, way, haven't you? you yeah, you have. But actually, it is great fun. And the main thing is that I think when you go back to education, certainly for me, if I made a mistake or I didn't get a very good mark, it wasn't a problem because I it wasn't... I was doing it for enjoyment and I yes. kept telling myself yeah, yeah, yeah. that I was yeah. learning. Yeah. So if I got something wrong, I'd just go, okay, that's how you do it differently. Whereas when you were younger, you'd just be full on cross, you'd be bothered about upsetting your parents. And, yeah. and, and, you, you, and I suppose 
Yeah, when you when you're young, you don't realise that actually that's how you learn by making mistakes. Exactly, and yeah. often it doesn't matter how many times people tell you something, you've actually got to do it yourself. You've got to have the experience, exactly. Yeah, to realise I really shouldn't have done that. So, I, so the feedback is really important. So when you get your essays back, it's a joy to understand what other people would have done differently, and also to remember that we're all different. Yes, so yeah. both of us could look at the same subject and come up with a whole different, and we'd both be. Interpretation, yeah. And that's the whole thing is that we're both right. It's not right or wrong. It's that everything is a shade of grey. Yeah. And uh, and we're all right in some little way. And it's about working out why that's enjoyable to you. Yeah. So one of the first guests I had on the show, um, Evie Nutrition, she decided to do a degree in uh, nutrition and what Oh, right, yeah. And she didn't have the qualifications. Yeah. So she was she had three children under nine, um, twins and um another one. And she had to go back to school and do three A levels before she could do the degree. Yeah. And she thought, you know, for most people with youngsters that would bring on a nervous breakdown, but in actual fact the degree course saved her from having one because yes um marriage dissolved no marriage dissolved and her father died suddenly yeah and so the degree because yeah gave her something to hang on to yeah yeah absolutely for herself so i think it's really important everyone talks about me time yeah and me time is doing something for yourself and often i find yeah i've got an essay to write and i find that I'm doing lots of other things. And really what I want to do is just do a bit of reading about my essay because I'm really excited and interested in that. And sometimes you just need to carve that time out. And it's it's I can't recommend it enough. No, that's really lovely. Uh, Now, there's another one. Joanne has messaged in and says she loves the idea of an adventure. But she feels a bit too old at 77 to be doing that. Um, have we any suggestions? Well, Joanne, first of all, you're never too old. Um, and you didn't put what kind of adventure you'd like the idea of. Um, I would say if it was a holiday, for example, you can book through a small company that will book everything for you from transport uh, to even evening dinner at a lovely restaurant. Or if you want to learn a new skill, there are plenty of evening and day courses, as Heather and I have just been discussing, um, to choose from at your local colleges or unis. Um, and it's a case of inquiring and just looking online, would you say, Heather? And yeah, and the library is a really good place, place to start, actually. Yeah, of course. I think yeah. our libraries are a resource. They are. And it's not just universities. I mean, there. Uh, well, I am, I am involved in the organisation of the Cook and Festival. So... They have lots of things for you to get involved with. So there are painting courses. So, you Amazing. know, an adventure might Amazing. be learning to, to draw. Bring out uh, your artistic yes. self, yeah. Or the singing. So it might be joining a choir. There's so many different ways you can have an adventure. I heard your northernness there ah. when you said singing. <laughs> That's what I said too. <laughs> um, well, and if it's too difficult uh, to do things on your own, if you're feeling, you know, if you've not been out there for a while, so to speak, um, it's always useful to get yourself a buddy or a friend or, and I have different ones for different people so you could do your course with one friend and then maybe go on a holiday with somebody else and you know keep your social networks going it's good for the connections of your brain keeps yes. dementia and what have you at bay um I mean you know I think 77 is 
it's just our ages are just numbers. They, they are. They don't mean anything. I've been telling all my friends for ages I'm only 37. I think I'm going to have to increase that now. <laughs> but uh, but actually, it doesn't it doesn't matter. We're as young as we feel. I think that's exactly right. Um, I mean, Joanne, first of all, well done for writing in. And I, I mean, I've got you doing all sorts of things now without you knowing what you were thinking in the first place. Um, but oh, it's a good another good one for you. You could go on a gourmet cooking course, and I always Ooh. think you won't be so short of socialising if you're cooking up a storm will you yes um so it's good to keep your friends in close to you um and jean's messaged in to say that she's just been on a cruise around the med on her own and loved the stillness of it um which you must get actually when you're doing your degree you're very um into your own thoughts and your own ways time flies i'm sure yeah i think that's that's the definition of stillness isn't it meditation is that when an hour just goes. Yes. And think, Where on earth did that go? Absolutely. I'd like to say my life is I'm I'm very lucky to have life that I can pack in full of things that I really that enjoy. That you really enjoy, yeah. Yeah. I was saying a couple of weeks ago that um meditation's the holy grail, but if you some people can't do it, I'm not very good at meditating, but I tend to get very still when I'm chopping veg in the evening uh-huh. and feeding a little bit to Sonny and he loves a little raw pepper. Um so, you know, I tend to get lots of things come to me at that point. It's a very strange procedure. Um so being still doesn't have to be meditation, but being on holiday on your own, sitting at sea, looking out, working on your... Or going for a walk. Yeah, um, all of that. I yeah. do that every day. I find that by doing something different, an idea will pop into my head about whatever I'm you know, concerned about. And I think it's really interesting that your brain is always, what your subconscious is always working in it the back. It is. Bag. It's a fascinating thing, yes. isn't it? And sometimes you get ideas pop into your head out of nowhere completely they arrive and you think what the heck's that all about absolutely um but that's when you've got to listen in and uh, you know maybe take some inspired action i think Uh, but yeah i love the fact you've done that Jean. um going around the med she said she honestly can't decide which aspect she loved the most but putting her bags down and having lunch in istanbul and dinner on a greek island without moving your suitcase around has to be the best and i can really relate to that because um i did a stint on a cruise liner as a da- as a dancer oh yes and um oh, it was one of the happiest times of my life and i loved that where i didn't have to keep trips in a yes. suitcase around with me um and you see a very different aspect of life from the sea you know yeah. i remember cruising down uh, portofino and all the italian coast there and that's the first way that I actually saw it rather than being on land and it was like a magical experience that's never left me yeah I've got to say I'm I'm a little bit sniffy about cruises but every single person I've spoken to about cruises they all go oh they're the best thing in the world well do you know Heather I think you either love them or hate them yeah I think that's the case um and I you've no idea until you try right yes absolutely <laughs> and that's the thing isn't it try I mean you'd take a suitcase full of books I'm sure so you know <laughs> always yeah you could enjoy and then buy some when I'm there exactly so. right and you could enjoy a good read um you know that one of the nicest times is when all the passengers uh, went for dinner and it was peace and quiet on the ship and um you could just take yourself off to the top deck and and uh, that was another way that I'd meditate in a way, I suppose, looking back on it now. I didn't know it at the time, uh, but the stillness and the quietness was lovely. And I think we've got the River Thames running right by us. Exactly. And yeah. I think just a day 
a day trip on the boat is really magical. You might see a, a kingfisher or... Oh my gosh, my favourite thing. Always. The kingfishers. Yes. I, I took a walk down Spadoke the other day and there were six of them I oh, saw. Oh, amazing. I felt like I was in kingfisher heaven. It was yes. magnificent. So there's a ton of things you can do. And, and actually, you know, going for a walk on your own at any age is no big deal. But walking with a friend is a great thing. Um, and there's lots of walking groups that you can are. join. There are. So 77 or not, Joanne. Um, Jean's been on a cruise. Um, I think it's a good thing to get yourself stuck into. And if you want to take Heather's lead, uh, go ahead and do yourself a, a uni course, um, a degree or whatever it is that takes your fancy. And there's so many, many subjects out there you can choose from. And I just like it. You know, when you're in your 70s, do you not just want to go back to what you loved as a child and really embrace that and love what you're doing and um, go back to doing things that fill your heart up with joy? And it's a great time to do that. You've been through a lot at that age and come out the other side and it's time for a nice reward and uh, uh, live your life to the fullest and grab it while you can. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of things there to be taken and find yourself a friend to do it with you've got someone to chat about it too so heather um a massive thank you to you oh thank you I've thoroughly enjoyed for it for being on the show um bringing in the double shift today um so we're going to welcome julian on in a, in a minute um so it's a big goodbye from me here we are um i'm already looking forward to next week with a brand new guest um who's going to give parents and students the inside perspective on fighting for your dreams i love that spirit um a lot of love to my lovely guest heather adams who's like i say running the double shift today she's up next with turning pages with a presenter co-presenter julian thank you for your questions and getting involved um have you got a reminder on your phone on weekly repeat for next week's show? There's another good idea to help you remember. And you'll be able to find the show on the web at river.radio to listen again, or you can now listen to it as a podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Search for River Radio, Your Life, Your Way. Coming up next, as I said, is Turning Pages. I'm Deborah Fielding, wishing you a week of adventure. Go grab one. Here we have Queen with Don't Stop me now. Night, I'm gonna have myself a really good time. I feel alive. And the world, I'm turning inside out. I'm floating around in ecstasy. So